0: So listen to Trent Radio at 92.7, where the co op students run the place in Peterborough, Canada.
1: Where are you? What?
2: Hey, Melissa. Yeah? Name all the things you like in 15 seconds. Go.
3: Music <laughs> D <D&D>. video games
2: <laughs> You can hear all of the sorts of things that we like and we're gonna explain them to you because we like things and so should you.
3: Tune in Monday nights from five to six on Trent Radio because this is a thing that you're gonna like.
2: With Rob Hellman, punk and underground music from around the world, Mondays at 10 p.m. through the facilities of Trent Radio, 92.7 CFFF FM in Peterborough. Join us for Pints and Politics, a bi-weekly program of all things political, coming to you here on Trent Radio 92.7 FM every second Thursday evening at 7 p.m. I'm Bill Templeman. We will explore political culture, ideas, trends, issues, electoral politics at all levels and the treatment of politics and traditional social media, all from a Peterborough perspective. If you miss a show, you can always catch the podcast at pintsandpolitics.ptbopodcaster.ca, posted the next day. That's Pints and Politics, 7 to 8 p.m. every second Thursday through the facilities of Trent Radio, F FM, 92.7, on your FM dial here in Peterborough. It is a 2
3: no, it's 1 PM on a Friday and we're back with the Internationals. Woohoo! Hello. Can I be heard? I can't hear myself, so okay, I can now. Um it is one PM on a Friday, and we're here with the Internationals, POC POE. Um, people of color point of view, and today with me is Ropa, who has ancestry from Zimbabwe. Yeah, Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally crushing my voice today, guys. <laughs> um, you're listening to us through the facilities of Trent Radio, ninety-two point seven CFFF, F, FM. Um, there's some F's there. I think there's three. Okay. So, Ropa, hello, how are you feeling today?
1: Hi, thank you for having me. I am so, 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 so excited. I'm excited to
3: have you here. Thank you. And listen to my cracked voice (laughs) as we talk about how cool Zimbabwe is and how much it's dying, folks. Oh my goodness, you have no idea. (laughs) It's it's literally so funny, though okay before coming here i want to be like okay i'll be an educated host and i'll google what's been up in zimbabwe and when i google it it's literally just like people are dying the city cannot afford to give people water there's a drought and i was just like um is is it okay like is the world okay like It's very easy to just sit here in Canada and be like, oh, climate change is real. Oh, my God. There's, (laughs) I don't know, a plastic outside, you know, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I'm reducing my carbon footprint and no one truly realizes what is the actual impact of it while sitting in their air conditioned rooms Mm -hmm. with safe water to drink. And they're very um, privileged problems. Yeah. Like, it's great that you have first world problems. I appreciate you and respect that. (laughs) But people are actually dying. Like, it's not just a monument burning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This isn't Paris. They're actual lives. And they just, they're literally dying because you can't provide them with basic necessities. Yeah. So, I don't know, Robot, you're so far away from home right now. Yeah. (laughs) How does it feel to just be like on the outskirts of such a huge thing that's happening in your country
1: honestly i think i've realized how privileged i am Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't realize just how much privilege you have until you're out of a situation and you're looking from it as an outsider looking in um just i think to give like a preface of what's going on right now zimbabwe is going through like an economic crisis we and like essentially our we have a currency that's an unofficial currency. Oh, um, wow. And we are using um, bond notes, um, which are, it's like a currency that isn't really used. I think I'd equate it to, like, almost like having monopoly money that you can what? use in your, like, in your country, but you can't use it anywhere else. Okay. Um, and that's being used as, like, the official currency. Um, but we also use, like, U.S. dollars. And the government says that the exchange rate is, like, one is to one. But, like, really? It's not really one is to one? Yeah. Um, Um, But essentially, that's part of the problem that we are having this like big economic crisis, like prices are going high. We have like hyperinflation happening in my country. People aren't getting paid um, money from their jobs. Um, A lot of government workers haven't been paid for years. Right. And you essentially have an economy that's like dependent on getting paid money that you don't know whether it's going to have the same value tomorrow as it does today and for me being in a country like canada where you know that one canadian dollar is going to be one canadian dollar tomorrow next month in a year i just kind of really realize how much privilege i have to just even be here
3: no that that's completely fair like It's important to just realize that, too. And just what you're saying about zimbabwe is it the government, or, like, what is it? Is it that they have bad government? Like, how are we in 2019, and they don't have a currency? (laughs) Is it because the people didn't want it, or is is it just because, you know, it was a barter system and it worked, so they never saw to change
1: it? So... Kind of like a brief history of Zimbabwe. (laughs) A couple of years ago, Zimbabwe used to be like the breadbasket of Africa. We were really, 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 really good at farming. And we were producing like crops in such a large quantity that we were like uh, giving aid to other countries. Um, But we had a couple of political issues that happened within the country that essentially um, made the... People who were farming, like, leave the country. They were kind of chased out of the country. Um, And essentially, we didn't have a backup plan for it. And so we were stuck in an environment where um, the thing that was bringing us the most money was gone. And we didn't have a backup plan. And then we had hyperinflation where our currency just went kapoom. And we didn't have a currency, and we started using the U.S. dollar. And for a couple of years, that kind of was working for us. Mm-hmm. There were, like, conversations about potentially, like, introducing a new currency and that kind of thing. But, like, nothing was ever really, like, properly done. And then maybe about a year and a half or two years ago, we had a a coup that was not a, a coup. <laughs> <laughs> They essentially (laughs) said that um, there was a coup that was... Well, it was a a military takeover that wasn't... They don't want to call a military takeover, essentially. Um, So they had that, and for the first maybe couple of months when they had the new president that they elected come in they had uh it was good like he was making contacts he was like oh zimbabwe is open for business and for a bit we kind of thought like our economy was like booming and then we had elections and kind of things went downhill (laughs) from there progressively you know like Uh, always happens yeah so i think it's i would like to believe it's a political issue um yeah i'm I'm gonna just say in my opinion i think it's a, it's a political issue because a lot of these things from what i'm realizing stem from political decisions <laughs> like elections and changes of power and that kind of thing so i think it is definitely a political issue yeah unfortunately. no unfortunately
3: yeah that i mean at the end of the day it all usually comes back to it being a political issue no matter what you're stemming to because these people we elected in a position of power are ha- are getting the resources that we need to get yeah and they you know direct them mm-hmm. so at the end of the day everything becomes a political issue mm-hmm. which is like which is why it's kind of funny you know when people are like oh i don't i don't really care about politics and it's just sort of like um so you don't really
1: care about everything that happens to you yeah even i think sometimes yeah. people don't realize just how much politics affects their day-to-day lives yeah and i mean it's fair like i also understand that repercussion
3: of just like having a strong political opinion and yes. then being like oh it's that political dude who <laughs> always wants to get drunk and like talk yeah. about i know how the world is going to shit." like yeah. we know we yeah. know like shut up <laughs> it's fine um, okay, just that's great context to yeah. have, just to see how different um, Zimbabwe is mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And even though its diff- its problems are different, it also still comes back to the same idea, right? The r- the people who are accountable are not providing. Exactly. So, yeah, like you said, you're very privileged and you realize that now. Mm-hmm. And how would you say your perspective ha- is like, as an onlooker, so Ropa is also a podcaster, <laughs> and she talks about amazing financial things, which we'll get to in a bit. But I, I want to know what got you into podcasting, and mm-hmm. if that, that I don't know, want to podcast, mm-hmm. say, talk about um, stuff, have your voice being heard, etc. Mm-hmm. Would it have been the same, say, you were born in your country and grown up there? Yeah. Say, you know, you were... Uh, would you say you were privileged in your country? Yeah, I would I would say so for yeah. sure, 100%. Yeah, so you know, you had the resources to learn another language, mm-hmm. go to another country. So yeah, that's that's great. Like I also acknowledge that about yeah. myself. And just like how different do you think your perspective would have been if you were in Zimbabwe right now and like not come out and would you have started a podcasting thing there? Um and learned uh-huh. all of these cool things that you have?
1: Honestly, that's a really good question. And I don't think I've ever really thought about it. Mm -hmm. I think when I think like when I have conversations with my friends or people I knew from back home and we talk, we can literally have the same conversation about like the same topic. But I think we now see the world completely differently. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes when you're in the situation, the way you view it is very unique because you are part of the experience so your reality is completely different to the reality that i see as an onlooker as an onlooker because it's not really directly affecting the way i live my life today Mm -hmm. i'm able to think of oh so what are the pros what are the cons what are uh the like potential possibilities what are the potential um (laughs) things that could happen i can think about all those things but when you're in this situation sometimes all you're trying to do is just survive -hmm. And like just work through it. Honestly, I do think I would have a podcast, but Mm -hmm. I think it would be completely different to the way I talk about finances today. Yeah, I think there's so much information that I've learned about myself and the way that I view finances and the way that I uh, like navigate with my finances that I could have never learnt if I hadn't left. An environment and come into an environment that has a completely different um, way that they view money hmm. and way the way they view finances.
3: Yeah, that's that's very interesting to note because like like I think we talked about this once and I remember mentioning that for me in my country finances are very different. Yeah, that we like to conserve and save up mm-hmm. as like we like to invest, but we're very say frugal yeah. and it's not a bad thing to be frugal yeah. in India because it's like oh you don't have the money to stay eat out every night Mm -hmm. that's completely fine Mm -hmm. you know and uh, here whereas there's a huge difference because it's kind of considered rude and i'm like um i just don't have the money to afford this right now yeah yeah and just like i don't know you said it was different for you so Mm. isn't what what's the financial i don't know accountability in zimbabwe is it like oh i i want to save or I want to survive or I want to invest.
1: I think most people are just trying to get through the, the day. Yeah. Because I think we've gotten to a point, a lot of Zimbabweans anyways, have gotten to a point where they can't trust that if they keep their money in the bank, it'll be available mm-hmm. and it'll be the same money that they'll have forever. Um, it, I think a couple of years ago, I'm not really sure if it was 2003 or t- th- 2007, um, but essentially our when our currency was slashed, yeah. any money that you had in your bank account was a zero.
3: What? Yeah. And the government let this happen. Yeah. What what?
1: Um we okay, so we had hyper-uncomfortable, so <laughs> what the hell? We had hyperinflation and we got to I think if you look in the Guinness Book of Records, we were higher than Germany during the Nazis.
4: <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, we had like um, like money that had like so many zeros, it was actually like ridiculous. Like we had billions, we had trillions, we had quadrillions, we had quintillions. Like we had all the money, just all the money. Yeah. And um, I think from what I've realized, a lot of people are just trying to get to their like survive. It's, it's more of a survival kind of thing. A lot of people don't trust putting money into banks anymore. Even like little things like if you can't withdraw um, money out of your account, You have a limit now. Interesting. Yeah. Like, I think you can't withdraw over 50, like, U.S. dollars. You can pay with it. You can use it online. But you can't actually physically get your money out of your account. They're, like, caps and limits. Um, Even things like sending money for tuition, Like, you literally have to go all the hoops and go up bridges and under fences to literally send money abroad. That's even if you have the money in your account. It's not that you don't have the money, the money is there, but it can't leave the country. That's yeah, because like they don't have a standard. For exactly currency Oh my god. So I'm scared for Zimbabwe. <laughs> what is happening? So when I come to a country like Canada that is like essentially you can save your money and in ten years time you can come back and be like, Hey, I have an Adamin account. I want my money back and it's got interest on it and you kinda know that it's gonna be there and it's secure and it's fine. It's it's a it's a really interesting like um almost like juxtaposition. It's like you you see the world in two completely different ways yeah like and even I see now in the way that I spend money when I am really 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 broke I go into like spending mode like which is so weird because that's not how it's supposed to work but like when I'm really broke or struggling with finances I just go crazy with my shopping 'Cause in my brain I'm like, I wanna just use up as much as I can whilst it's still here and then when it goes I know it's not there, but I know I'm good.
3: Yeah, no, that that's like a coping mechanism yeah. almost. So yeah, that makes sense. And just um I'm just like considering all of these things mm-hmm. and just coming back to the whole drought situation. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned to you before this, um, how do you think that how do you feel about that, particularly? Do you think there's anything, do you feel powerful sitting here um, in the context that you can do something about the situation back home? And and I know, like you said, you have an outsider perspective on yeah. it, so it's not as real as to people who are out there doing things. Mm-hmm. But again, doesn't that, I, I feel like it makes you more equipped to deal with it, more, um, I don't know. In a less biased way, because like they say, you know, to make change, you have to change policies as Mm -hmm. opposed to just be like, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. So like just because you have the opportunity slash privilege Mm -hmm. slash, I don't know, understanding of that. Mm -hmm. Do you think like you're more powerful here, even though I, I don't know, you might not be able to make those particular changes right now?
1: I think knowledge is power. Yeah, and, totally. <laughs> and that's why like I want a lot of young people to have political conversations even if you're not really interested in politics at the very least. You will get information and knowledge that you didn't have before. I think in that yeah. sense, I feel like I do have an upper hand that I am aware and I have this knowledge even if it's a little bit biased because I guess if you're hearing it from the media, there's a certain level of bias that you're hearing it from. If you're hearing it from your parents, there's a certain level of like sugarcoating or a bias Mm -hmm, that they have too. And because I'm not on the ground in Zimbabwe right now, it's difficult for me to be like, I have a solution and it will work, right? I can have a hypothetical solution, but because I'm not in the country today, I'm not in the country right now, I don't know if that will work. But I, I have hope. I think knowledge, like, I'm saying, like, honestly, knowledge is power. The more knowledge you have, the more awareness you have, Mm -hmm. the more power you have. I know, like, whatever policies, like, I can go and change, if they don't work, I still have, like, a reserve bank of knowledge and potential solutions. And if one thing doesn't work, let's try something different. But mm-hmm. we need more young people who can be like, hey, like, I have an idea. Why don't we try this? Why don't we try this? But you can't have that kind of environment if you're not having those conversations. Mm-hmm. So I am I think I'm really privileged and I'm really lucky that I I'm surrounded by people who do like to have these conversations mm-hmm. and the things that I can learn from um the Canadian government the things that I can learn from the Indian government yeah. the things that I can learn from the British government that I can learn from so many different countries and then go home with this like big basket of knowledge that yeah. I can go and then be like, hey guys, this is it. Yeah. You can pick what you want and take what you want and leave the rest. Yeah. So I think I, I I guess to some extent, yeah, I do have a lot of power in that I do have a lot of information from so many different perspectives and from so many different people. So yeah.
3: Yeah. Um the only thing you can learn from the Indian government is how to trash your country. So please don't learn anything from them, Ropa. Don't trigger me right now about the Indian government. But, uh, no, I understand what you mean completely. Yeah. And um, just some context, like you said you want to go back home and yes. become a politician, a, yes. an actual person of power who can bring change there. Yes. And what, what inspired you to do that? Honestly, um, and, I'm... Uh, sorry, just just <laughs> another context thing. So you were, were born in Canada.
1: I was born in Zimbabwe. So you were
3: born in Zimbabwe. And raised in
1: Zimbabwe. Yeah. And then at uh 17 18 16 17 18 I moved to England. Okay. I did my the rest of my high school there and then from England I moved to Canada for my university.
3: Okay. <laughs> so this is um a, a world famous <laughs> podcaster here right now. Um I'm very privileged <laughs> to oh have my met goodness, you, Europa. Um so yeah, exactly, right? So you like a lot of people I know that they glamorize these countries and yes. when they come to it even though they had ideas of not coming, going back to their country. Yeah. Uh, like, no, they had ideas of going back to their country. Mm-hmm. When they get here, they're like, oh, there's healthcare. Wow. Yeah. Like, I want to be a permanent resident here. Yeah. So, what basically inspires you to go back, also?
1: Um, I see <coughs> Africa as a continent having so much potential. Mm-hmm. And I think. It's so powerful for other Africans to realize just how much potential the continent has. Yeah. Zim- like Zimbabwe in particular, we have minerals, we have good land, yeah. we have like intellectual capital. Like Zimbabwe has the highest literacy rate in Africa. Wow. Like, can we just take a
3: moment to appreciate that? <laughs> um, snap, if you can hear this, folks.
1: Um people are still dying though. Don't get too happy. <laughs> <laughs> but we we have so many things that we're so good at. Yeah. And I feel like if I could come here and learn from the environment, essentially learn how they have set up their healthcare. Yeah. What's sustaining that that healthcare? Yeah. What are the pros and cons of having this particular kind of healthcare? Yeah. If I can go home and see how that works with Zimbabwe. That would make a difference for more than 4 billion people. Yeah, but do you think it'll work, though? (laughs) If it doesn't work, in the process, there's something that will be ignited in someone that will allow... For innovation to happen.
3: Yeah, wow. Um, Ropa is the most positive person. I know, guys, if you've been listening to this radio show the past couple of times it has happened, I'm the nihilist. And I apparently end up with super positive people who are just like, wow, I'm gonna change my country. And I'm like, I, I, I can't even change my clothes some mornings. And we'll move to Zimbabwe. Yeah, because Ropa's gonna change it. Yes. And yeah, that's, that's very cool. Is your family back home? Yes. Oh, wow. Too. Yeah.
1: My parents are very... They love Zimbabwe so much. And I think that's a quality they've passed on to me and my little brother. Um, yeah. They are very, like, we are investing in our country. Mm-hmm. We want to make it better. I always look at it this way. Why would you go and fix your best friend's apartment and make it clean, fix it up for them, when your apartment is looking like a madness?
3: I don't know. Like, I would do that. Like, I've done really? that. I don't know. I clean other people's houses or like rooms, but in my own, I'm
1: just like I don't even want to touch this. But imagine the impact you'd a- you'd be able to have if you could literally clean your apartment, know that you're going to your best friend's house with all this positive energy. And that <laughs> energy can fuel you to be more effective in helping your best friend clean her apartment.
3: This is why I have no friends.
1: <laughs> this. this is it. It's because I don't clean my room.
3: Jesus Christ.
1: Who knew? But like thank you, Roman. <laughs> anytime, anytime. But this is this is how I view it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I would love for Zimbabwe to have amazing healthcare, a very stable economy, like good jobs for people. Like I would love for them to have all these amazing opportunities so that they don't have to worry about survival. They can worry about innovation. Yep. Right, I. That's what I see for Zimbabwe, and it would be so amazing if more Zimbabweans. could... <laughs> I got to distracted. A, <laughs>
3: we're trying to select a song for you guys to listen because we are on the radio, and yeah, no. Yeah. Continue. So
1: like, I feel like um, my my like my parents are in Zimbabwe right now, and mm-hmm. they've essentially created a culture for us where we understand the value that the country has. And even the fact that I'm able to be here, the knowledge that I have, majority of it, the foundation was built from Zimbabwe. The person I am today fundamentally was created and built in Zimbabwe. I am like a member of society, the member of society that I am today because of Zimbabwe. If Mm -hmm. I could come and make an impact in Canada, imagine the impact that I can have if I go back home.
3: Um, this is Ropa. Welcome to our TED Talk. (laughs) That is completely valid, Ropa. And, like, I really, really appreciate that you have that sense of community back home. Yeah. And we can discuss about it and how differently I feel. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to play this song, which is, (laughs) guys, it's called John Cena. Are we ready for this? Is it, like, a long song? Because John Cena is so big. That was a bad (laughs) joke. Please edit this out. Um, so tell me about this song. What is...
1: This song is at the top of my playlist right now. Uh-huh. It is literally the get-down boogie song of the fall. I was going to say hot girl summer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it is so much fun. It's literally um, this young artist. She is doing her thing. Um, and it's it's beautiful. So I hope you guys will enjoy it. Yeah, that, it sounds really gay and gay. Well,
3: okay. <laughs> great it sounds great Freudian slip it's coming out day guys I am queer that's my coming out story Woo-hoo. thanks for coming to my TED talk sorry okay we're gonna play the song and take a chill pill for a quick second and get back on talking about community etc um John Cena yeah
4: <laughs> 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 like in mini I don't know why you treat me like a criminal. Hey, we were just together though. I'm the same man why you president though. Some mana act rough like John Cena. Some I get rough like John Cena. He used to be cool when I used to come to you wanna act tough like John Cena. <laughs> some gala a want beef like kielina, some gala get beat, I'm servinga, some gala get wild, I gala get loud, I gala take shots like tequila. I'm G G G G, G G G G, come on, I (laughs) don't know why you treat me like a criminal we were just together though On the same line, why you press into though? Some wanna act rough like John Cena Some wanna get rough like John Cena He used to be cool when he used to come you. Now you wanna act tough like John Cena G-G-G Aiva! G-G-G-G G-G-G Some going want beef like cayenne Some going get beat them, serene Some going get wild I gala get loud, I going take shots like tequila Aiva! g g <laughs> I, it's too magic. Some to
2: act
4: rough like John Cena, some wanna get rough like John Cena. He used to be cool and he used to come to, now you wanna act tough like John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> ah! T. T. G G G G like
3: it started again. <laughs> that's 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 the mood right now. It's wow, Roba, I love your dance songs. Oh. We should have a dance party. Oh my goodness, we should. Tisa dance party. Ooh. Roba's also the Tisa internal VP guys. Yes. Roba does like ten things and
1: is <laughs> like, actually, I wanna go back to my country. <laughs> Listen. You need to grab as much as you can whilst you're here. Well, she- and then uh, leave with all this <laughs> information.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that that's completely fair. And um just like listening to the song. So what what is it? what, what was it about?
1: So this girl right is a this <laughs> guy and this guy is trying to air her <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's like, so you can't see me. No, you play too much. You're trying to be tough. Um, but I got you. I'm gonna see you on the flip side. Yes,
3: and you said the song was in Swahili Yes,
1: so the girl is South African And she uh, went to school in Tanzania So the song is sung in Swahili
3: Yeah That's awesome And just like Okay, just going off of that What is the dynamic like Between, say, men and women in Zimbabwe Is -hmm. there like a patriarchy Or is it like kind of the same because everyone's like going through the same issues or is it like women are just like if women do something it's like a big deal
1: honestly i think we're doing so much better now mm-hmm. i think this economy has really shaken the foundations. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, one good thing out of the economic crisis, guys. We have equality. I honestly think because a lot of the women were doing, like, things like selling on the side of the roads. Yeah. And I think those are the things that are making people more money today. Yeah. Like, having an office job, uh, like, an office government job isn't really paying you as much anymore. So I think, uh, you know. (laughs) So I honestly think that, like, Obviously, we have a lot we we have a long way to go, mm-hmm. but I think we're doing so much better. Like even in laws, we're changing the laws about like rape. Oh, yeah. girl, let me tell you something. <laughs> a couple of years ago, yeah. if a girl got raped, the rapist would get less hours than if you stole someone's cow. Oh. You could get, like, a life sentence <laughs> for stealing a cow and get, like, a two-year sentence for raping somebody.
3: Wait, cows are holy in Africa, too? No, they're just oh. a lot of money. <laughs> oh, are they selling it to Indian farmers? Well, maybe they are. No, but that's that's horrible. Yeah. That's, that's disgusting. Yeah.
1: And so, like, we're changing things like that, and, I, I like, it's little steps like that for me that showed me that, like, we're making so many strides and just, like being better for women um Mm -hmm. so yeah and like women can decide if they don't want to take their husband's last name wow you know we're out here doing things
3: (laughs) yeah and would you say that's like a a privileged socioeconomic yeah perspective Mm -hmm. um say someone who lives in the village Mm -hmm. isn't that privileged Mm -hmm. would
1: they have the same ideas or are they like still struggling with that I think it kind of depends, honestly. Mm -hmm. The closer the village is to the city, I think we're investing. Generally speaking, Zimbabwe is very high in educating people. Mm -hmm. We are really passionate about making sure that everybody has access to education. It's just... I don't think it's, it's one of those, oh, education, because education is like life. I think it's just like it's a social norm. You're expected to go to school and you're expected to get an education. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a really good education or a poor education, you're just expected to get one. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, as long as you can afford one, I think it's fine. So I think, depending on how close you are from, like, uh, the distance from the city, mm-hmm. um, you're probably more, quote-unquote, woke <laughs> 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 um, than the people in the villages. But even in the villages, like, I think... I grew up with a grandma who was very, like, um, she grew up, like, she had a divorce. She was one of the first people to have a divorce in her family. And she literally, like, raised her kids on her own. And she survived. And a lot of people looked up to her and were like, oh, so a woman can do this. They can go and literally, like, live their best life. Um, So I think a lot of people have started emulating things like that and kind of just realizing that, like, it can be a woman's world. and like we're equal partners um we can all help and participate in making zimbabwe a better country for everybody yeah that's that's
3: pretty awesome like you guys are a step ahead then because like okay most people who live here probably don't know but divorce is a really big no-no like if you're really in in it Mm -hmm. like if you're married you're Mm -hmm. married like There's no, like, oh, like, I'm not happy with this person anymore. Like it's just, like, suck it up and, like, have kids, kind of. Like, only the most privileged can even engage in such talks, even.
1: It must be really expensive as well, then. Um, no, to, no, really. to get a divorce. It's not?
3: So the expense is not financial. It's social.
1: Oh. So it's very expensive
3: socially because people talk. Oh. And then it's like a lot of people don't like that drama. Or like oh, yeah. that family uh-huh. being like ostracized. And just talking about other things. Like okay what would you... What, what's something that you culturally go back to? Say what exactly sticks out from your culture um, like, do you have a religion you follow back home? Slash your family follows? Is it different from here?
1: What are some traditions? I mean, like, I'm Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, And I guess Christianity is kind of universal. <laughs> <whether> <laughs> you, you like. That's so funny. But for the most part... Uh, <laughs> maybe, like, the songs we sing are a little bit different. But for the most part, it's pretty universal. Um, Actually, the thing is, for me... I'll say this, a culture shock for me was how small the houses here were in comparison. <laughs> wow, big houses in <laughs> Africa, guys. You're listening in on this. We have access to so much land. And because of that, people are able to just build and build and build and build. And literally, like, I remember, I I always say this story, but I remember when uh, people were advising me when I was first moving to England. And they were like, oh, be careful of the bright lights. And I was like, what bright lights? (laughs) And they were like, the bright lights. And when I, like, flew over... I was expecting to find like cars that were levitating and like <laughs> houses that <laughs> like this isn't Harry Potter robot. <laughs> but in my brain, I'd essentially been sold a dream and I got to England and I was just like, This is it? Like, really? This is this is everything? Like for reals. And I realized that I think the di- the difference is that back home, um, they're little things like we have help. And that's kinda of like just a social norm that yeah, everybody can we too. Yeah, you, everybody can afford help for the most part. Like even if you're like in the lower uh population of people for the most part you can like have help. Yeah. Here having help is like what Yeah, no.
3: That's a big thing. Yeah.
1: Like it's just like we're providing for other people's exactly. jobs. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And
3: it's so funny that everyone here wants to do things on their own. And I'm just I'm like, joking. What? <laughs> We so get like, Yourself so sustainable. Like little uh-huh. things
1: like that. For me, yeah. were a bit of like a culture shock. Even how like I say this, the, how small the houses are here is like so different for me because at home you're getting a bigger house for less money than you would here, and it's not even just like a Peterborough, Toronto kind of thing. It's literally just generally speaking, people have like bigger houses back home than I've noticed. And I think it's because a lot of people don't use lines of credit. You just build your own house. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if I not Everyone's don't know... a builder? Well, you can hire a contractor, wow. right? So for the most part, like even credit... It's, I'm not even kidding. When people are like, oh my gosh, I'm going to buy my house and get a mortgage. That was such a foreign thing for me. Because I was like, don't you just buy a house? <laughs> 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 don't you just have someone make it's it? Like, or yeah, or just get somebody to make the house that you want. And mm-hmm. then the, your house is essentially like tailor-made for you yeah so that that, again that's that was such a culture shock for me (laughs) and it's like little (laughs) things like that that's a big thing yeah well (laughs) you can (laughs) yeah that were so different but helped me appreciate where i was coming from because i feel like sometimes when you come to canada people are like oh they're running away from uh, i'm gonna quote donald trump they're coming like running away from their shithole countries oh nah My country is actually pretty lit. (laughs) (laughs) We're just out here to get a good education. Exactly. Like, listen, we're good. So, like, I think little things like that for me help me realize, like, where I'm coming from. Actually, we're good. We can be doing so much better to make sure, like, everybody has access to those same resources that certain groups of the population have. But for the most
3: part, we're doing all right. Yeah, no, that's... That's really valid, and it's just, like, kind of funny that the most culture shock you had was just, like, the houses bit, but I will, you know, before I even, um, I don't know, before I even came here, I had, like, an idea of how self-sustaining everyone is, mm-hmm. and it was just, like, my, I was, like, ready for it. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll wash my own dishes and do my, like, clean my own house, etc. cetera, mm-hmm. because it's just a, it's just a norm, it's, like, yeah. not even, like, oh, I'm so rich, I have help, it's just, like, you know, it's just a thing, because you're providing for people who aren't educated, and who, whose skills are, like, clean and everything, mm-hmm. which is, like, great, and. I know people here think that's, like, a bad thing or a bad mm-hmm. job,
1: mm-hmm. but
3: there it's, like, sustaining for a lot of people. Exactly. And I don't know, like, um, I respect for Canada, but also, like, I I don't like the way that some jobs are looked down upon, essentially. Yeah. Even, yeah. even back home, like, that's looked down upon, but, mm-hmm. like, everyone's like, I am going to do what I have to do. Exactly,
1: right? exactly.
3: And here there's an expectation, like, oh, you could be doing better. And I understand that Because like There's free education Yeah But also that doesn't mean That you get the same opportunities mm-hmm. Or you're privileged In the same way mm-hmm. It's like Like you mentioned Before we came here You know the Whole b- so- Someone being A drug addict Yes is, It's not It's a Okay Guys Drug addiction is a psychological problem. Mm -hmm. You can't just be like, oh, they should just stop
1: using drugs. It's not that easy. It's much deeper than that. And, like, until people actually start attacking those, like, core issues and finding out what the core issues in those things like addiction are, like, we're always just going to plaster over things and kind of just, like, smooth over the top surface problems and never get to the core and thus never solve the actual problem.
3: Yeah, and just like this is a this is a bigger issue if you, mm-hmm. I recommend it Ropa to start her own <laughs> radio show because there's like a lot of things we can talk about yeah. and Tisa should talk about this yes. um i'm going to play another song um it's called what kanjiva yeah
1: what oh is, yes girl what does that mean kanjiva is like a little bird oh okay <laughs> <laughs> interesting so the guy is um essentially just trying to make a move on this girl wow All my uh, songs are very love related. You know where where Buzzhead is at. Yes, (laughs) yes.
3: (laughs) Um, So okay, I'll play this. Is this? Is this like a song from...
1: It's a song from Zimbabwe, and it's in Shona, which is my language. Shona. Shona. So yeah. how is it different from Swahili? Swahili, they both... Because I'm an uncultured swine. I'm oh, sorry girl, if that was you. so different. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Swahili and Shona are both Bantu languages. Okay. Um, but... Shona is specifically a dialect from Zimbabwe, Mm -hmm. and Swahili, I think, is a dialect for Tanzania. I think they might have another place in Africa where they speak Swahili. There are a couple of places that they speak Swahili. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Zimbabwe primarily speaks Shona. But like, if you listen, there are certain words that sound very uh, similar in Uh all the Bantu languages. So, like, usually, if we're talking about people. And we're speaking in Shona, people who speak Swahili sometimes can catch what we're saying, and vice versa, which yeah. is interesting.
3: Yeah, that's so cool. Um, I'm gonna play it just so people can listen to some music and not listen to my breaking voice. <laughs> um, Kondjiva, folks, I
0: don't. <laughs> I can't get my flats, I can't kuti my flats, I can't ndevapi. I I wakandi pagiradze kakandi bwozwa easy kaka eh galunaga a i gaga i uchitari Ushajamisi ke kachiva kava no hakazi riko kano jebola domas, zika zika na kuzasi zas, handi chada na boguva, kujasenga kwa serwatu kumateresi ese umumu stadium, kadai wane kuti eh. Aga, ikaga, aga, kachiva. Aba, gozesa Aba, Aba, Aba. Katowia Aba, gozenda Aba, kachenda Aba, Aba, Aba. Aba kakaangu iwewe enda unachakakoko. Unga ni menyele senke kani makoko. Andi gutembe unoko na ngundi butira. Majani sita ganda wandi sanda gutiniira. Tembe anise muna ngani ngani. Tende kina damuga. Daisai da bunadada.
3: Um, I'm a bird. I feel like okay. You know what that reminded me of? Uh-huh. Of like, you know how um, like white people just fetishize mm-hmm. the idea of these songs. They're like, oh, just because they're like kind of African sounding, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to like be very sensual in these songs. All like, that. I don't know, like, you know. And not, like, without consent, push against other people and, like, shake my ass. And it's, like, they never understand that, like, shaking your ass is Mm -hmm. not, like, a sexual invitation. It's just a dance thing.
1: Exactly.
3: Like, it's so weird. Like, if you see someone just, like shaking their booty white people always assume like wow like this one wants some but it's just it's like,
1: like i'm dancing
3: <laughs> yeah like it's just a cultural thing yeah. you just dance like this yeah and no one's like wow i'm turned on like that's not the fucking and, point and of it
1: oh my goodness that is so true um but that's something i had to learn even more coming here yeah because i interacted with like caribbean culture uh-huh and they have a whole <laughs> Different way that they interact when they dance. Okay. And I literally, it blew me out of, like, it was just like. Poof. Wait, what was it? Because they have, like, daggering. They have, like, whining and grinding. And I'm sure they have it in other cultures, too. Yeah. But, like, the way they do it, like, from the outside looking in, it's hella suggestive. <laughs> suggestive. <laughs> hella suggestive. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Uh. <laughs> but, like, now now I know you. know, I'm cultured. Uh, yeah. A little bit more cultured than I was before. Yeah. And-
3: yeah. That's so nice to hear, but can you can you think about all the white people who literally just don't understand those boundaries? Like it's very important to make sure that people who are not from like another country mm-hmm. or BIPOC people mm-hmm. understand what the cultural boundaries are. Yes. Like, I don't know. It's kind of insane that everyone like I meet is like, yeah, I I know, like, involves gets involved in tokenism. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm friends with black people so i'm oh not goodness. racist oh my goodness and then goes oh. on to like say something racist <laughs> yeah and you won't believe like trent is an enormously racist place where i personally had people living on my floor mm-hmm. saying the n-word but with really? bees and they were like we're not saying the n-word it's with bees you know the internet culture and these are white cis straight men and i was just no, like
1: honey It's just
3: uncomfortable to exist in that space. No. Essentially because there was no, say, black person who would hold them accountable there.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I think that's why it's important for, like, other white people who are quote-unquote woke and i'm using the word woke very loosely <laughs> but i think it's important for other people especially like canadian students yeah. if they do identify a situation like that to speak out because someone might not be able to understand when i yeah. say it's not right but if you're hearing it from someone who looks like you who sounds like you who comes from the same places you, yeah. i think the message sometimes comes off better than it yeah. would if it was coming from someone like me so guys speak out Just, if you see something and it doesn't make sense to you, just speak out about it.
3: Yeah. And, yeah, I noticed that, like, I'm in the queer community as well. Yeah. Where, like, I, I don't know, I feel like I'm not, I have to get a white person to say something, even Mm -hmm. though my opinion should be valid. But something that I find personally rude Mm -hmm. wouldn't be considered bad. But if I get, like, my, you know, people I work with to say it, they'll be, like, more considerate of it instead of being like, oh, this one's a, you know... She's just sensitive, kind of. And that happens a lot. Yeah, and like, that's another topic. But coming back to, (laughs) no, I want to know about Zimbabwe right now. Okay. So coming back to like woke, what would you say woke look like? looks like in Zimbabwe is there like queer people is there representation is it like oh they go to pride parades or is it woke like you know we know women and men should have equal rights or it's like I know I need to vote to, to see a better government kind of woke
1: I think our wokeness we have so much more <laughs> growth we can do in terms of like um cut like uh working with like lgbtq communities uh-huh. um and like our law, as it is right now, I think, says that it's illegal, uh-huh, and I think uh, you could potentially either go to jail or potentially be killed, okay. um, and I think we can definitely be doing better in like accommodating um for people like that, not just it's not accommodating, like just ha- like it's I don't think it's a choice thing. like these people this is how they live. this is this is just who they are, yeah, and no. if I'm okay with having right like i have human rights yeah those are what should be most important i'm a human yeah so uh, i don't know i just feel like that that's another story that we can talk about on another day um but i do think we're doing better in terms of like finding ways that women can be um Integrated into society better. Okay. Um, I've realized that we have a lot of women who are becoming entrepreneurs, and that's, oh, that's awesome. such a beautiful thing for me. I Ropa's
3: mean, plugging herself. <laughs> She's like, I'm an entrepreneur. She yes, also owns a yes. business,
1: guys. I do own a business. I in have a Zimbabwe. clothing line, um, and I sell African clothing
3: in Zimbabwe. In Zimbabwe,
1: <laughs> and if you want to, it's available online, and shipping is available here in Canada. Um, shameless plug. <laughs> Someone's listening, honestly. Yeah, um, but I do have a clothing line. I have a podcast. I have a media company. Um, Anyways, but that's neither here or there. Uh, we'll just flex this for like a minute straight. <laughs> oh, that's
3: neither here or there. But that's important. And I feel like that in itself is like an inspiration for people back home. Yeah. For you.
1: I hope so. Yeah,
3: and like, and, and you know what? It, it might even be explained by, oh, you went abroad. You had all these opportunities. Yeah. But then... It's like important to let people know that you were able to do that, those things. Yeah. And so can they. Yeah. And just like you as a politician would be so great. You're so positive. Holy crap.
1: You guys should vote for me. I'm <laughs> going to be running for uh, Minister of Finance one day um, <laughs> <laughs> in Zimbabwe. In Zimbabwe. Uh, so you can just slide into our country and become a citizen. And you too could vote for me. <laughs>
3: Yeah, okay, I'm going to (laughs) Zimbabwe.
1: Where people are literally dying. Guys, look it up. Can you Google it? Y'all should Google Zimbabwe. If anything, (laughs) like, Google our finances. You will literally be, like, your mind will be blown. Uh, Like, I've had economics professors just be like, I don't even know what your country's doing anymore. (laughs) I mean, from the looks of it, I don't think they do know. No, no. So this
3: is why we need Ropa as the minister. <laughs> Shameless plugging for people who literally can't even hear us. If Ropa's friends are listening, please vote for her. Guys, vote for me one day. One if day. you're planning on moving to Zimbabwe, please vote for Ropa. Yes. Um, Do not go to India, <laughs> <laughs> I'm from India, in case people haven't figured that out yet. I'm not just shitting on Indian government as an outsider. I am a part of India. Guys, please don't call in right now please um, I'm gonna play the song you you told
1: me oh god the Gemoyo. things of the heart wow yeah yeah you know I'm just all about love um, <laughs> single and searching <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh. um, do we even have time for a relationship? No, unfortunately. So I just, you know, live lavishly through music. Uh.
3: <laughs> okay, okay, I'm gonna play it. Um, what, what does that mean? Okay, mar- matters of the heart. Yeah. And okay, it, what language is it? Shona. Shona again. Yeah. Okay, here we go, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, robot single and looking. <laughs>
2: i <speaking> so in you <foreign language>
3: and we literally only have like two minutes left. Time flies by when we're talking about Zimbabwe. Yes! Um, <laughs> thank you so much for, for coming out, Roba. This has been great. And like, it's so important to um kind of talk about all of these issues because I would never hear about this yeah. if you weren't here. And people listening in would never hear about it. And it's so important. Yeah. We need to listen about all of these issues because climate change is real and you going out and protesting about it is important. Mm-hmm. But also realize what what, what it's doing to other people and respect your internationals. Yes. Like, look at Ropa. What, like, I can't believe the amount of things you do. And even then, you know, people might have the audacity to be like, oh, well, you know, this person's, I don't know, just like ostracized or something. Yeah. Like, you take, we. As internationals, we take dedicated steps to be, yes. like, actual people mm-hmm. we, who have respect in the community. Mm-hmm. And to not have that, even when we're, like, working so hard, is actually really horrible. Like, you wouldn't treat us the same if we were white. Exactly. So, you know, just respect that we come from different cultures. And um, donate to Zimbabwe because they're dying. <laughs> and I'm scared. And vote for Ropa. And I'm going to play a song called Makoko apparently.
1: Yes. And um, It's called Honey. Honey, Honey. (laughs) okay. What's is this another love song? Yes, of course. You know, (laughs) yeah, your girls coming
2: through
3: with all the love songs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna play it. Okay, remember to tune in next Friday, um, at one p.m. Listening to me on the Internationals P O C (laughs) P O E. Why?
0: Undertella. They love you so much by Abu Kalella. I
1: won't give up me a Valena. I'm feeling your heart, meaning like you say I'm a full of flanella. Just cause I'm with you, I it was a pella. You can be free, you can call me Mandela.